Hey, welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome. Hello. The show where we never fuck up our own name. Nope. Not. It's been we've wild. never done that before. Not currently. Not at the Yay. current moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Today, we. Okay, so first of all, Happy Pride Month. I hope everyone's having a good Fallout New Vegas playthrough. Um, I am. I am going to start one. But we decided we'd talk about mods. Because we talk about video games a lot, but we don't really talk about mods. And we all play on PC. And then Ben has a thing. And Travis has a thing. And I have a Switch. I have a PS4, but I'm going to sell it soon. Oh, Hey, this will. So this I'm gonna, is a, I'm gonna be back to being all, all PC, baby. All PC, yeah. baby. Hey, guess who fucking, um, this is a callback to last week. Guess who downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links and has been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and now Hell I yeah. finally know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Can you explain it to us? No, I cannot. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Please stop asking I have a me that. Vague, <laughs> I, no. I have a vague understanding of the basic rules and how they worked in two thousand three, but I have a vague understanding of how they work in Duel Links. I know. I know that the card, the card Pot of Greed, allows you to draw two additional cards from your deck. I know a blue eyes white dragon is pretty strong. That uh, I remember that Yu-Gi-Oh bridge joke. That's like, did you just summon a bunch of monsters in one turn? That's against the rules. Screw the rules. I have money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. A line so iconic that there's a trope named for it, and variations. There's variations on the trope name. Including, screw the rules, I have principles, which I really like. <laughs> That's a good one. Alright, but yeah, we thought we would talk about some mods that we download for all of our favorite games. Uh, who wants to get started? I, I'll, I'll, um, I'll get started. Okay. Oh, yeah. One that I downloaded fairly recently. These the any mod I talk about is gonna be for New Vegas because that's the most modded game that I've played most recently. You um, look, and by most recently I mean like this month. I, <laughs> like a few days ago I was playing. I love New Vegas, but there are just some basic New Vegas mods that I would consider necessities to play the game. Like there's a mod that basically takes away like a thousand books. Which oh, really yes. helps yeah, you need limit that one. the crash. The crash the crashes. Yeah. One one I have is called it's called like New Vegas Pile Remover or yes. something. Oh shit. <laughs> and it just gets rid of a bunch of piles of trash. Yeah, that like don't do anything. I mean they add to the mm-hmm. aesthetic, but they don't really like they 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 make the the game run slower. Sometimes you just need to yeah. give them a little bit of help. Yeah. No, what's okay, hilarious so... is like one of the first big updates for Bloodborne actually removed the game from downloading um fucking giant piles of trash. So that's a problem in a shit ton of games. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because when Bloodborne first came out, it was just like load screens abound. Yep. Yeah, like two minute long load screens. 
Yeah, it was wild. And that was even before they gave, they did uh, helpful tips on the yep. loading screen. Yep. <laughs> it was just a, it was just a black screen that said Bloodborne on it. So if you're going to talk about Fallout yeah, New God Vegas bless mods, anyone who played Bloodborne on release. <laughs> um, bless their heart more like. Do, do you Am want I me right, to go guys? with high one five, that I absolutely cannot live without first? I want you to talk about Wait, the most what? iconic mod of all time. The most iconic mod of all time? The most iconic... You know what, what I'm talking about. It's so popular that if you use the Wild Wasteland trope, they reference it in the Honest Hearts DLC. Oh, two bears high-fiving. Two bears motherfucking high-fiving. I barely had any idea what was going on. But bam. If you, if you don't know... In the in the very beginning of New Vegas, you're doing character creation, and they basically do this like in universe character creation thing, where uh, the doctor who removed the bullet from your skull, uh, is like taking you through some tests to make sure that you're still like you know okay enough to go out to the wasteland, and one of the things he does is gives you a Rorschach test, and I think it's like the very last one. It literally looks like two bears high fiving, <laughs> and so they they just they made a mod where all it is is they added an option where you can, <laughs> where you can choose two bear high two bears high fiving as one of his answers. <laughs> nice. And then later in the DLC Honest Hearts, which is the one where you go to Utah and you meet the like Native Americans. And um, Josh Joshua Graham, who, let's be real, Honest Hearts is, like, not the best DLC for New Vegas, and it can get a little problematic. It's my, f- but it's my favorite one, Yeah, though. Joshua Graham fucks, though. Like, he f- he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He is awesome. And has some of the best dialogue of any video game character. But they added, if you take the Wild Wasteland perk, which, like, what are you doing if you're playing New Vegas and not taking the Wild Wasteland perk? Download, um, they, they make a reference to that mod, which is just fucking Yeah, awesome. there's a, there's a, a dead horses, uh, citizen who is named Two Bears High-Fiving. Yes, it's Hell very yeah. good. And Joshua, I, I, this isn't a mod, but Joshua Graham is amazing. Just an amazing character. And with some of the best lines of dialogue. Just go look up, like, Joshua Graham best moments. It's pretty great. Okay, yeah. sorry. Continue. I just wanted to gush about okay. Vegas real quick. So, one that I I had never actually, like, downloaded this before because I was too scared about my computer not being able to run it. But I downloaded an open strip mod. Where, so, in New Vegas, when you're actually on the New Vegas Strip, the Strip itself is sectioned into three parts with these doors. And that's partly because of uh, hardware restrictions when they had to release it on the PlayStation 3. Mm. And so they added these doors to Vegas. And it just kind of, like, it really ruins a lot of the momentum of moving between places on the Strip. And let me tell you, open strip, any like open New Vegas strip mod really, 
really helps. It makes everything so much smoother. You can just go from one end of the strip to the other without having to stop, and it's great. Hell yeah. That's something I kind of hated, especially playing on PS3 back in the day, was yeah. how cumbersome it was to navigate that area. Fucking doors. Yeah. There's also, I want to say there's also mods for opening up Freeside, because Freeside is also closed mm. off by a lot of a lot of doors. But the Freeside doors don't bother me as much, because there's like different sections of Freeside, and it kind of makes sense for some places to be like quarantined off from others. I don't know. It just, like, the doors in Freeside don't bother me as much as the doors in uh, new in uh, the strip do. Hmm. Um, That's fair. Have you heard of the mod Dust? Fallout Dust? Fallout I Vegas Dust? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't I've, downloaded, I've downloaded it, but I it. really want to. What's that one that's full of fetish stuff? Oh, God. I don't know. It's, um, I think it's Frontier. Yeah. Frontier was, like, hugely hyped up. Uh, yes. Like, a lot of people were looking forward to Frontier. And then it just it had the most problematic stuff in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, Frontier <laughs> Including is... but not limited to... Uh, included but not limited to the creators. Not, uh, not hidden at all fetishes. Oof. The issue with yeah, Frontier was definitely an example of like, hey, don't do this. It's fucked up. Um, but Dust, I have heard really good things about. It's basically a survival simulator that takes place like twenty years after the end of the game. Um Whoa. where the NCR one like uh you know the courier goes through does the ncr ending but Mm -hmm. in the first dlc that is recommended for playing dead money which is personally my favorite dlc um there's this red dust everywhere that like causes what does it cause travis what does it cause i don't know the red dust in in dead money in Dead Money, I I don't remember the red dust. I remember the poisonous cloud. That's it. That's it. The poisonous cloud. Oh, the red, okay. It's like got a red tinge to it. Because that's why everything it? in I've Dead only, Money it looks red. I've only played Dead Money once. Oh, well, basically, there's this red poisonous cloud over the you know casino of Sierra Madre, which is where Dead Money takes place, and that cloud has traveled to the rest of the wasteland Mm. and so everything's just gone fucking crazy and you play as a character who everyone goddamn hates and everyone is trying to kill you nice yeah i really want to play it It um, looks awesome did do you know if they threw in the uh the tunnelers from uh, uh lonesome lonesome road i don't know actually because that was also another thing in uh in Lonesome Road. It was like uh the tunnelers <laughs> would eventually make their way to Vegas and like totally fuck up. Oh, and yes, because I'm actually on the mod page totally right now. Totally fuck up the uh thing uh, the stuff in Vegas. Yeah, so I'm on the mod page right now and uh it says the basics, don't starve. 
dehydration and starvation rates are now greatly increased. At the same time, available food and water have been greatly diminished in number. Gathering sufficient food and water will now be a struggle. Hint, don't get go to bed thirsty. You will die. Don't get shot. Humans, including the player, are now much more susceptible to wounds due to me increasing the damage multiplier on each body part. You may initially curse me when you first get torn apart by a tunneler, but you'll thank me when you realize how little ammo you'll have to shoot with. It is suggested that you use normal difficulty for dust. Don't go insane. Wow. Murdering people, eating human flesh, and taking hardcore drugs will not do wonders for your mental health. If you're not character- careful, you could just go insane. Insane individuals lose three charisma and intelligence and suffer from debilitating hallucinations and lapses in memory, often waking up somewhere with no memory of how they got there. On the other hand, insane players also have unique access to unique perks, so it's not all bad. Be aware, though, once you go insane, you never go back. Don't cry. Dust is hard, really hard. You're probably going to die a few times. Strategy is incredibly important if you want to survive. You can't just run into battle and rely on your compass to tell you who to kill. You'll need to scope out each situation as it arrives. Craft, crouch, and don't be obsessed with winning every battle. Common enemies, tribals, cannibals, survivors, the NCR, tunnelers, and cloud uh, victims. So that's dust. Wow. And it sounds yeah, really awesome. That sounds really intense. It's the prequel to a Fallout 4 mod I've also heard of called Frost, which is, I guess, you know, f- dust, but it's cold. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like nuclear winter in Boston. Yes. Yeah. Also, a survival mod. Um,. Man, I tried to play Fallout 4 on Survival. I've never tried to play Fallout New Vegas on Survival. I'm too much of a scared little baby to do that. Oh, yeah, no, neither have I. I'm like, like, easy mode, please. (laughs) I can, uh, where did I get in, where did I get in Survival? I think I got to uh, the outskirts of Diamond City. Or, no, of Boston. Like, I didn't even make it to Diamond City. I was just, like, stuck outside of, like, outside of Boston. (laughs) And I just kept dying. There's this mod for Fallout 4 that I haven't downloaded, but I am very curious about. And it's basically, like, Fallout 4 Silent Hill. Mm, Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, just every once in a while you get transported to Silent Hill in, you know, post-apocalyptic Boston. Have you seen the uh, the Fallout London mod? Yes. And I want it so bad. That looks really cool. You know what else I want? I want the Fallout 4 New Vegas mod. It's New Vegas, but with Fallout 4 graphics and on its engine. That's right. I think they're still working on it. No, it's out. Oh, it's yeah, out? I haven't downloaded it because I do not have... Um. All of the DLC, and you need all of the DLC for Fallout 4, for New Vegas. Oh, but that is a Fallout okay. 4 mod, technically. Gotcha. Okay. I think. I may check that one out. You know out. what? I'm going to look it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure. I'm on Nexus mods right now. You know what other mods that I have for Fallout 4? Big natural breasts. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Any mod that just lets me get the characters naked as soon as possible, and they all have giant titties. No, that's not it. Yep. That's not it. (laughs) That's not the mod, Travis. 
guess what the no? mount is. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm like um, 100% sure. Is it turn the courier into a cat girl? No. This is Fallout 4, baby. Wait, there's a courier cat girl mod? I mean, no. Can you be a cat boy? I don't know. I'm out then. Or you're talking about Fallout 4? I'm talking about Fallout New Vegas. Is there a mod in Fallout New Vegas where you can turn the courier into a cat boy? That's what I'm asking. Oh, I mean, probably. It's a very simple question, Travis. Mm, I just searched for Catboy on Fallout New Vegas Nexus, and I didn't see anything. Damn it! Yeah, I'm not seeing anything either. I'm seeing consistent Catboy icons at Fallout New Vegas. I'm going to have to go to Lover's Lab for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is the adult modding website. Ooh. Um, no. Whenever I start to play Fallout 4 again, which, as we've previously discussed, is an inferior inferior game but has a lot of really cool dungeon crawling, I download new um, radios. Oh, So I can have yeah. more music and sometimes, like, radio plays and stuff. There's, I do like that radio mod for uh, Fallout 4. There's quite a few different ones, and honestly, I've tried a couple of them, and they're all pretty cool. You can only have one loaded at a time, but they're pretty great. Yeah. So, I also downloaded, for Fallout 4, I downloaded a uh, anti-material rifle and a NCR Ranger outfit. Oh, nice. No regret, and you get it pretty I, um... early on in the game. Yeah. Is it the one where you go to, um, for the NCR stuff, do you go to the, uh, like, that old church that's, like, right outside of Sanctuary? Uh, no, actually, it's Kellogg's house. Which makes sense, because Kellogg's oh, from California. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. And then, and this is the most important mod that anyone can download for any Bethesda game. Big natural breasts. No, uh, Travis. No. Big flumpin' honkers. Then. Big honkin' badonkers. No. Guys. <laughs> the milkiest mommy milkers. It's definitely not any of that. It's an alternate start mod. Oh, yes. Yeah, very important for Fallout the 4. The most important mm -hmm. for Fallout 4. A start. I also have that alternate start mod, and it's great. It's so good. Hell yeah. Oh, and also, uh, very important for my playthroughs, the um, Nick romance mod. The, the mod that allows you to romance Nick Valentine. Oh, yes. Who yeah. was Priority, previously obviously. on a list of, you know, forbidden husbandos. Is there a mod to give Nick Valentine titties almost certainly hell yeah but i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> now that i've played bioware games bethesda's mm. romances are so terrible oh yeah they're, they're awful. so bad like romancing a character in fallout is just like you hang out with each other long enough and then you go I love you, and they're like, okay. <laughs> they're either like, I'm not interested in a romantic relationship right now because you didn't pass a speech check, or they're like, 
cool. And then you go to bed together sometimes. Meanwhile, in Bioware games, all the romances are like, I'm sorry I have to betray you, my love, but it's for a greater cause. They're perfect. One of the most romantic things I've ever heard is in Dragon Age 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If you romance Anders, who is a Dragon Age 2 character, at the end of the game, you guys have to go on the run together if you don't, you know, kill him, um, because that's an option. But he says... Hold on, I'm going to look up the line, because I don't trust myself to remember it. Oh, here it is. Are you ready? Because it's crazy. It's a crazy good line. I'm ready. Okay. Ten years, a hundred years from now, someone like me will love someone like you, and will, there will be no Templars to tear them apart. Beautiful. Absolutely good. What a wow. wonderful romantic line. That is good. I know. It's, oh God, I heard that for the first time and I was like, what if you were a real Anders? Could we date? You'd be in prison. No complaints. <laughs> He's a perfect character. 10-10. Okay, anyways, sorry, back to mods. Ben, you've been quiet. What mods are you really into? So I've talked about them before on the show. Like, uh, there's two games that I'm, I'm really into that have the same kind of mod mm-hmm. uh, called Randomizers where basically just shuffle shit around. One is in Ocarina of Time, which is way easier and makes way more sense to explain. The other one is RE4. It's Resident Evil 4, um, which is a very linear game where if you don't get items, you are basically softlocked or hardlocked and fucked. Yeah. But you can randomize enemies, and you can randomize your starting equipment and what the merchant sells, which... Ooh. Which adds some spice and flavor and is pretty great for the game, I have to say. It also like swaps around bosses to where they can be regular fucking enemies and shit, which oh, is kind of rad. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which is mostly like El Gigante, Krauser. Sometimes you can get uh, the big cheese from the barn to work, and, like to be spread about. But those are the most consistently working ones. But El we were talking about mod sizes too. Right? Mm-hmm. So the game file for Resident Evil 4 base game vanilla is 9 gigabytes. One of the most unnecessary things that a team of modders did, which it, it, the mod itself is only like 20 gigs, which is like a little bit more than double the game file. But they traveled around the world where the original game developers took pictures to make the fucking, uh, God, what's it called? The textures and stuff in the game. Mm -hmm. They went around with a better camera than they made the game with in the early 2000s, within the past six years, traveled the fucking planet to get better shots of these textures. Holy shit. And redid the game from the ground up, basically. Texture and, like, graphics-wise. Damn. Which is, I think, one of the most unnecessary... 
things fans of a game could do, but I really appreciate it because it takes the game from looking like pretty eh by today's standards mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of on par with like decent like uh, indie games and shit. No, that's like, awesome. Yeah, fuck. It's really fucking cool. Uh, they also, we talked about fixing stuff in games too. There's a couple of, uh, I think, graphical glitches that they fixed, a few like difficulty things. Uh, but again, it's mostly just textures and graphics that they fixed for that shit. Um, and like, I think Randomizers 4, Resident Evil 4 are like not in alpha, but maybe beta stages just because of how. Resident Evil 4 on PC does not run well, especially on AMD mm-hmm. stuff. It You can just crash by killing the first enemy you meet in the game. Oh, fuck. That's unfortunate. Yes, yeah, it that's is. very unfortunate because I have an AMD. Like, my computers are AMD computers. Oh, yeah. It really sucks for speedrunners running it on PC. Because you can just find it the one random enemy that's going to cause your game to crash, and then that run is dead. Damn. Yeah, but uh, those uh, I did fuck around with Fallout mods back in the day. I don't really remember what I did. I think it was probably alternate start, uh, just things like that. Just adding weapons whenever the hell you wanted. Yeah, just fun really stuff. like mo- the some of the best Fallout mods are like quality of life improvement mods. Oh God, yes, like. One of my favorite New Vegas mods now is um, someone basically modded the the Fallout 4 style looting into New Vegas. And it makes everything so much faster, like dungeon crawling and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. Because in New Vegas, you had to open every... Like, you could see if there was stuff in a container, but you had to open it completely, like open a menu to see everything and get what you wanted out of it. Um, And the Fallout 4 looting is so much easier. It's just a little menu on the side. And then when you scroll, when you like mouse over it, you can scroll down and choose the things you want to get or take everything. Um, Yeah. Really, really fantastic quality of life thing for new Vegas. The, um, you know what mod I would download for all Fallout games? Any mod that doesn't make me do the hacking or lockpicking minigame. You don't like those? I just I just use um since I'm playing on PC, I just use the uh uh, uh console, console commands. commands. I will yeah. go ahead and say this. I do not mind the lockpicking, but the hacking minigame mm. can go straight to hell. Um, yeah, okay. it really can. Right. I will... And then... Okay, so I didn't used to feel this way because I just kind of thought that's how games worked. But then I played The Outer Worlds, which does not have a hacking or lockpicking minigame. You just need a lockpick or a thing that lets you hack. And you hold it up to the thing you're trying to hack or lockpick. And that's it. That's all you do. And it opens up for you. And it's mm, so they, fucking yeah, convenient. They, they went deus ex with it. Yes. Okay. So there is a pro ZD 
um, sketch from like years ago where Prozy D is like, man, I really love the shooting in this game. This is so excellent. I'm so happy to be doing this. And then somebody comes up and he's like, and now you got to find a bunch of eggs. And it's like, the point is, (laughs) hey, I'm playing this first person shooter because I want to shoot shit. Not because I want to hack a bunch of shit. Okay. I'm not interested in the hacking mini games, guys. Let me not hack. But you're right. You can't just use console commands. Uh, most of the mods that I get are either like, like general, just makes the game look better, or like allows mm. me to be more yeah. specific with character creation, like yeah. hair expansion mods or mods that you know improve some stuff, like Dragon Age Inquisition. So I actually just started playing Inquisition again, and I downloaded a bunch of mods for that, and I downloaded. Um, like some some mods that will make the characters look different. Like Briala is a character in Dragon Age Inquisition, and there was a book that came out pre-Inquisition that describes her as a brown woman, and in the game she's white. So I downloaded a like a Briala mod that will, you know, unwhitewash her essentially, um, and mm-hmm. then like some complexion mods, some hair mods. Um, and then, and this is most important for Inquisition, a butt flap be gone mod, <laughs> because for some reason, <laughs> all of the the costumes in Inquisition are excellent and they look beautiful, but like half of them have this weird piece of fabric over the butt for no reason, and it flies in the wind, you know, like. Going into people's legs and shit and getting caught in the middle of doors. It's not immersive. So, got that mod. Very happy about that. Hell yeah. And then, like, I got a a party banter mod, which just makes party banter, you know, happen more frequently. So, it's either shit like that or, like, I'll get, like, a couple of weather mods to make, you know, the weather look nicer or to change up the scenery add in some northern lights shit like that or my mods are all like this person spent years essentially creating a dlc for your favorite video game let's play the story and find out yeah that's those are great oh yeah um another mod that i've had recommended to me and i started playing it but i stopped because i updated my I upgraded my computer and I had to like, I basically like hard reset everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's a Skyrim mod called Enderall. Mm. And it's basically like, it's a huge DLC size mod and it's its own. It's like entirely its own story. It even has its own launcher. Like you just need to have, it's basically its own game that just uses Skyrim mechanics and uh, visuals. Skyrim is really big for that because it was such a popular game, but it's also a game that I think a lot of people can kind of put their vision on. Does that make sense? Yeah. There are quite a few Skyrim mods that are just like, hey, here's this crazy, amazing um like DLC 
Or here's this like completely new voice acted companion who will interact with other companions, which I think is. Oh yeah. That's and, and that's what Enderall is like too. It's like completely voiced. It's a whole new story. It's a whole new universe. Even. Yeah. Mm. Like it's not, it's not Skyrim. It's its own thing. And then it's beyond um, Skyrim. I think I've heard of this mod. I think I heard of it when it came out. Hold on. Now I kind of want to play Enderall, it. It's Enderall, E-N-D-R-E-N-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-
And sometimes you can get a lucky cigarette, which boosts your charisma and your uh, and your luck. Uh, and then, so if your luck is already pretty high uh, in your special, and then you like basically double max it out with a uh, implant from the New Vegas Medical Center and a lucky cigarette, you can just sweep in the casinos. That's right. Oh shit! Like the first thing I do when I get to Vegas is I get banned from all the casinos, and then I don't have to worry about money for the rest of the playthrough. Nice. <laughs> also, you get that sweet, sweet ban from all the casinos uh, achievement. Yes. <laughs> oh, that achievement kind of seems easy. Is that a hard one to get normally, or? I mean, yeah, you have to. You have to make so much money that you get kicked out of all the casinos, which is a little difficult. Um, Because you're playing, you're gambling. Really, you. Yeah, yeah. you just have to. You you just have to make a build going in, knowing that that's what you want to do. Yeah. Because the gambling is all based around the luck uh, special attribute, and uh, if your luck is ten or higher. You will basically always pull like sixteen and above hmm. at blackjack, and that and that's the way to do it is just uh, start playing blackjack. Um, you may not like may not want to do the max like bet the max amount right away, but just no matter what you do, always double down, and you'll almost always get uh, like seventeen or higher and win. I'll tell you right now, though, I still do not know how to play caravan. Oh, man, I'll I'll (laughs) I can't get into this right now because I'll be here for another hour and a half. (laughs) But I can uh, I can tell you about caravan. It's actually way easier than you think. Is it it because I have had the game explained to me by characters in New Vegas and I'm just like, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, Fucking uh, Blake or whatever his name is. He fucking sucks at caravan. The guy, the the crimson caravan guy, the guy to save first. In yeah. Good Springs. Whatever his fucking name is. He sucks shit at Caravan, so don't listen to him. <laughs> he is really awful. <laughs> really, really awful. Alright, well... Anyway. Any hoozle. Any hoozle. Travis, this episode of Supernatural is allegedly called Paper Moon. What is it allegedly about? <sighs> Oh, God. You can't, oh, God, yet. You have to at least get through the episode. (laughs) We have to at least get to the episode. First of all, why is it called Paper Moon? Because of the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, and werewolves are hanging in a paper moon. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know why it's called Paper Moon. Paper Moon is a song. Oh, that's probably what it is. And it's also a movie. Anyway. Uh, Sam and Dean do some shit that they shouldn't be doing because what we should really be doing is exploring Dean being human again instead of whatever the fuck we're about to see. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) 
Da-da. I'm already so done. I'm so done with season 10 already. Yeah, only... This is what, four episodes in? Yeah. God damn. Uh, it's going to be great. It's Hey, guys, we're going to have a great time. All right, let's watch it. And we're back. Uh, oh my god. I, okay. I, I want to start out by saying how many of episodes exactly like this are we going to have to deal with? I mean, there's... I swear there's... to God, we have seen, we have seen this episode formula at least twice per season since season six. So here's the thing, Travis. Here's the fucking thing. I completely agree with you. Because yeah. I started watching the episode and I was like, I mean, I don't know. It's not that bad. Like, it definitely isn't worse than last episode, but the reviews on IMDb are worse. And then I was like, wait. No. Because this episode would have been fine in season two. But this is season 10. And we've yes, had a million yeah, episodes like this. So, guys. Adam. You can't keep doing this to us, Adam. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with Adam, this. Adam. Guys. Okay, so first of all, who the fuck was like, hey, you know what was a really great episode? Bite. We need to do a sequel to that. Okay, I will straight up, I will say, I had no idea who this girl was. Oh, Kate? you don't remember? Is that the episode she was yes. from? No, I, of course I don't fucking you remember. You remember that classic Supernatural episode where they do a found footage movie? You know, Bite? Oh my it's god, only, it was from it's that? It's only from two seasons ago, Travis. Oh my god. I swear to fucking god. If What? Yeah. 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 They even like show some of the found footage too. They yeah, did? Flashbacks. Yeah. This is the episode where they were like, guys, we are bringing back flashbacks. Oh, excuse me. It's not bite. It's bitten. Whatever. I mean, it's the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the name did not matter. You know what kills uh, me here? Most, just like most of this episode, I'm gonna no, not most. All of this episode did not matter. No. Uh, I fell asleep during this episode <laughs> because I've seen this episode so many fucking times. Oh, I had to rewatch the end of it because I was asleep. You know what kills me about this episode is that um, Adam Glass did not write "Bitten," which is the you know first in this little thing. Robbie yeah. Thompson did. Uh, oh, God. Like, it's just a shit sandwich over here. <laughs> I just don't it, understand why Adam Glass was tasked with writing this episode when he didn't write the original one. Also, and I'm not saying I wanted this, but why wasn't this a found footage episode? That would have been way better, but you know what? It would have been a found footage film of a turd. 
I mean, you're right, but like, it doesn't it seem kind of obvious? The first one was a found footage episode. This one should be mm. a found footage episode. If it had been a found footage episode, I probably would have made the character connection a little easier. Probably. Honestly, yeah. Or you would have remembered their first found footage episode, Ghost Facers, which is still their best one. Because yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. I straight up, they were talking to Kate the whole time, like they knew her, and I was like, who is oh, this? See, here's, yeah. here's, when did we meet her? See, here's the thing. The Winchesters technically haven't met her. Like, I understand. They just know of yeah. her because of the found footage. Yes. I understand why they know Kate, but why does Kate know who they are? Do they meet in the episode? Everyone knows the Winchesters. I don't know. I think it's I think it's just their reputation precedes them. I, I feel like they must have run into her or something during bitten that's that's the one it felt like i felt like the whole time i was watching this when i wasn't asleep (laughs) (laughs) unfortunate when when i was paying attention to this episode i felt like i had missed something because obviously i had missed the first episode (laughs) you missed bitten but the way that they were all communicating with each other, I was like, who is this? Why don't I know this character? Like, and that's just how little of an impact most of these one-off, like, Monster of the Week episodes leave on me now. Because they're not unique Monster of the Week episodes anymore. There's always a vampire episode, and there's always a werewolf episode, and there's at least two of each of them. And honestly... I cannot get over this. You can't even be like, oh, well, at least they have cool character designs, because where's the flavor? They don't! (laughs) Yeah, fuck. You know what? Okay, remember when Meg was introduced in season one, and then she showed up again? She was still like a skinny white blonde girl. But I knew immediately who she was because she spent her entire introductory episode just like hanging out with Sam and also being on the run and just being like, hey, Sam, I get you. And then her last fucking scene, she slits a man's throat and uses it to make a uses his blood to make a phone call. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty fucking memorable. That's pretty fucking memorable. Kate, who looks exactly like season one Meg. Could not pick her out of a lineup, and I just watched an episode she was in. Yeah, uh, and and then, and then, like, I guess the twist of this episode is that she has a sister. Well, that looks exactly like. Hold on, her. Travis. People don't have sisters these days, okay? And they definitely don't oh, have no. blonde sisters if they are also blonde. That's just. Not a thing that happens nowadays. Yeah, that's unnatural. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I mean, I'm not blonde, and I have a blonde sister. Yeah, I mean, no, you that's you. But to have two oh, blonde wait, sisters... Oh, wait, because I'm also not blonde. Yeah. Okay, I, I see. I have yeah, a blonde gotcha. sister. I'm not fucking blonde. That would be insane. Madness. Hmm. True. God, imagine everyone in your family being blonde. Ugh. What a nightmare. <laughs> that just doesn't even seem I love real. how we're talking about our co-host who is blonde and has a blonde sister. 
<laughs> Travis and I are over here like, at least our family's genetics are fucking normal. Meanwhile, Ben, no comment. Yeah. I'm used to guests personally attacking me. Hey, Ben, usually they're Honestly, jokes, I'll... but this time I mean it, okay? Also, that not all of my family natural. is bl- not all of my family is blonde. Yeah, that would be insane. But the fact yeah. that there's even two blonde children out of two, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, your sister is strong genes. Your sister is very nice, and I know. I already told you that you've been cracking on her. She's on her way. Oh, excellent. Tell her I said <laughs> hi. <laughs> so. No. Before the break, we were talking about, like, wondering why this is called a paper moon. Paper moon. And so I looked up the song, It's Only a Paper Moon. And I just kind of want to talk about this song real quick. So it was written in... um. 1932 by Harold Arlen with lyrics by Yip Hardberg and Billy Rose. And Yip. Yip. Yeah. Uh, Y.I.P. Harland not only wrote It's Only a Paper Moon, he's also the guy behind the music for, uh, you know, just a little ditty. You may have heard of it called Over the Rainbow. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then his writing partner, who wrote the lyrics, one of them, a guy named Billy Rose, um, wrote, Tonight You Belong to Me. Nice. And Mm. a bunch of other stuff. I just think that's cool. And I feel like the most popular recording of It's Only a Paper Moon has to be by Ella Fitzgerald who has an absolutely amazing voice. So I would go, I would go check it out. Um, another little bit of trivia that I just read on supernaturalwiki.com, my favorite website is uh, a paper moon is a term for a spherical paper lantern that can be used to provide artificial moonlight in film production. Well, that Mm. makes even less sense. I know, oh, right? I got to also talk about uh, Yip Harburg. So Yip, whose full name is Edgar Yipsel Harburg, uh, mm. which is an um, was an American popular song lyricist and librettist, librettist who worked with many well-known composers. He wrote the lyrics to the standards, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime, April in Paris, and all of the lyrics for The Wizard of Oz. Damn. These guys... Like, absolutely wrote some of the most iconic music. Um, period. Back in the day. And I think that's awesome. He also wrote, uh, Harlan, Harold Arlen, looks like he wrote a bunch of the music for A Wizard of Oz 2, including Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. So if you've ever been super annoyed by that song, you have, uh, Harold to thank. Damn it, Harold. Hmm. Damn it, Harold. But yeah, anyways. So going back to the episode, I. So the song is like, hey, baby, when you're not with me, everything feels fake. It feels like 
the moon in the sky is only a paper moon. And so I guess maybe it's about Kate not feeling like like living this half-life as a werewolf. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I don't know. And then also, uh, like, it's a moon, you know, because werewolves. I need a masseuse to help me massage out, like, this overstretch that just happened. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, and I hate to be this person who keeps picking at this, but I thought werewolves were normal people most of the time, and then once a month they, like, you know, turned into werewolves and took people's hearts. Yeah, and didn't have, like, control over, like, turning in and out of form? Yeah. I mean, I guess that that went out the window a long time ago because we yeah. just have had a lot of werewolf episodes where that's not been the case. But every time it comes yeah. up, I'm just like, guys, what? Also, back in that last, uh, God, what is his name? The DJ Qualls. Yes. Um, Garth. And is they left the family alive, right? Or what was left of the family? Yeah, I mean, they killed off, like, two of the sons and the evil stepmom. Why not take them to live with them? Oh, see, I was about like, to ask that, and here's the thing. Adam Glass wrote both um, Sharp Teeth and Paper Moon. Oh, hell. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Sharp oh, Teeth man. was the Garth Werewolf, ep- Werewolf episode. And it... I've, um, <clears throat> you, you go first. No, I'm just saying it would have been pretty cool if, like, the, you know, Sam and Dean had been like, you know what's crazy is I've actually run into a family of werewolves. You should go hang out yeah. with them. Like, my buddy got married to one. Yeah. They're written by the same guy. I, like, um... it would have been a two-sentence conversation. <laughs> Come on. Guys. Adam. Here's a, here's a Adam Glass, here's an Adam Glass impression that I've been working on, uh, <laughs> Since, like, season nine. Oh, Do you no. want to hear it? Yeah, hit me. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Adam Glass, and I don't remember any of the lore that I write. <laughs> no. Um, mean, on point. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> it's true, though. We literally just discussed this, Adam. Yeah, I feel fuck. like... You could have done so much better. I feel like we've hit this point where um, we we kept being like, hey, we don't really want to shit talk the writers. And now we're at this point where it's like we just constantly post the I'm getting real tired of this guy meme. Yeah. Yeah. Half the episode is spent being like, guys, do we need to have a little come to Jesus meeting? What's going on? Please don't. I'm sticking already. Here's the thing. The episodes where we do that are really bad. Yeah. (laughs) They're just so bad. All right. So what actually happens in this episode? Don't ask me. I fell asleep. (laughs) Um... So, like, I remember Sam and Dean have a conversation on the side of a river. But, okay, you know what? To go back, though, the I like the cold open. Sure, is it mostly because it's, like, Warren Zavon's, like, greatest hit. Yeah. Werewolves of London playing over 
uh, a biker getting slashed by a, a clearly a werewolf. Um, but I, I just kind of liked it. Just the point of view of the monster. I kind of dig that trope in cinematography. Uh, but Sam and Dean have their bro conversation that they kind of sort of should have had last episode on the side of a river while wearing, I can't tell if they're cheap or expensive sunglasses. Oh, they're very expensive. Uh, I can tell you what they are from supernaturalwiki.com, my favorite oh, website. Yeah. I was hoping so. Um, Dean, Sam, uh, oh shit, where'd it go? Uh, Sam is wearing Prada Wayfarer sunglasses. Jesus Christ. And Dean is wearing Oakley Holbrook sunglasses. What? And apparently there is also a sign next to them that says no hunting. Jesus Christ. Uh, Prada and Oakley. Why not just go to Walmart and get like some $20 sunglasses that Sam and Dean would have worn? Yeah, that feels very Here, here's the uh, thing. inaccurate. Here's the yeah. thing. I am I am a hundred percent willing to believe that those are Jensen and Jared's personal sunglasses. Yeah. I bet you're right. Yes. I, I mean you're probably yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I mean, and yeah, and here's the thing is like we are at a phase in this show where people were like Googling what clothes Sam and Dean are wearing in each episode and like going and seeking out that clothing. There's a whole website dedicated to that for TV shows. Hell yeah. And I mean, like, obviously they're going to wear some shit that's like, this is the ultimate uh, steal your look meme where it's like <laughs> for, for Sam and Dean in this episode, it was like shirt, $10 pants, $15 boots, $20 um sunglasses eight hundred dollars <laughs> steal the <Yeah>. look <laughs> are those sunglasses only eight hundred dollars a piece oh no i don't know okay that's about to be like i feel like they're they would be way more expensive holy shit we look like we have oakley money we have a supernatural podcast ben yeah oh no yeah. i i figured on a supernatural.wiki it might like have a link to them or something oh, no we have to go to Tumblr.com for that and look at those steal your look uh, memes. Yeah, why go to Tumblr um, when they took the porn off of it? I'm I'm looking at Prada's website right now. Here, let me see if I can filter. Uh, oh, only filter my material. Okay, whatever. Some of the most expensive ones that came up were like 480. Yep. Okay. So I mean, still obviously. Oh. Highest to lowest. Here we go. Seven hundred thirty. Jesus Christ. That's Jesus for a pair of glasses you only wear in the fucking sun. Yeah, and and this they better um, give me a hand job. That's all I'm saying. And this seven hundred thirty dollar pair of sunglasses don't even do the sunglasses part. They're just tinted lenses. Oh my god. Oh god. Uh, so they're for movies. That's what I have, but my tinted lenses cost like two bits. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so they're wearing expensive sunglasses, side of a river, having the heart to heart. And the Dean kind of interjects, did you say that thing in the paper? Yeah. Like, it just felt like very out of place. They, oh, yeah, definitely. And then, like. I, I'm- and then they drive to the place, right? 
Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. this is America. Every drive is a day's, you know. Or like two hours away. Two hours yeah, away. Let's be honest. It's, it's the distance yeah, from yeah. here to Birmingham. 90 minutes if you're on Yay. the highway and there's no construction. Um, yep. I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of rank, rank real quick because I actually didn't mm. mind most of the scenes with Sam and Dean. Yeah, it's mm. old news. It's it's area we've tread before, but they needed to have a conversation. And I think Jared and Jensen are good enough actors that they pull it off. You know, I think they needed to have a slightly different conversation, especially at the beginning of the episode. Maybe where Dean's like, hey, how do you feel about the fact that I tried to kill you when I was a demon? And Sam's like, well, you're not really you. And then Dean could have been like, yeah, but like. How, though? You know? Yeah. Like, how, how, though? But whatever. We were never going to get that conversation because the show is just not interested in making Dean look bad anymore in, like, a serious way. But I think some of the conversations we did get were pretty okay. And mm-hmm. Sam did shit this episode, so that was nice. Um, yeah. Some of the shit he did was very confusing, but he did do stuff. Yeah. He tried. I particularly liked the conversation where Sam is like, hold on, let me kill Kate. So basically they track Kate down, realizes Kate is Kate, and they think that she's the only werewolf and she's been going around killing people. So they kidnap her and are basically like, okay, we're going to kill you now because you're going around killing people, right? And Kate Mm -hmm. is protecting her sister, Tasha, who she also turned into a werewolf because she was lonely. So Kate is like okay, yeah, I get it. You have to kill me. Dean's about to do it. And then Sam's like, well, hold on. How about you don't do it? Because we need the episode to continue going on longer. Um, yeah, and fuck. also the whole Mark of Cain and you were a demon thing. And then later in the car, Dean's like, hey, so what was that about? And Sam goes, I wasn't trying to start anything. Dude, you are the starty McStarterton of starting things. What are you talking about? And then uh, they have this conversation where they're both they're both basically like, you know what? Why don't we never talk again? Let's never talk. And I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was really petty and dumb and exactly how brothers act in my experience. So yeah, it was all right. And then at the end of the episode, Sam and Dean are like, yeah, we've done some fucked up shit. Let's try to do good. I don't know. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but it was, I, I, I do feel like it's the, it's a good way to put this. It's a band aid where we need a tourniquet. Yeah. I think that's accurate. At least we're getting something, yeah. but it's not what I hoped for, you know, yeah. but it's, it's still something. It still kind of stops the bleeding a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, really loved this line this is in their final heart to heart where sam goes i watched you die and i carried you i carried your corpse into your room and i put your dead body under your bed and then you just and dean goes yeah yeah i know i guess i was hoping that note would you know fill in the blanks and sam goes don't look for me that note yeah that was really informative thanks i thought it was like i think that line's really funny and sam is right I, li- I like that yeah. little bit of conversation, um, that little tidbit. Oh, yeah. So, but this was really, I don't think this episode had much faith in 
the beginning of season 10 storyline because not only did mm. we get flashbacks to who Kate was, which honestly was needed. That was two seasons ago, right? It's been two years. But mm-hmm. we also got flashbacks to Lester because we had to be reminded of who Lester was in his relationship to Sam and Dean. It's been four episodes. I know. I know. One episode since we learned how Sam knew Lester. Yeah. Fuck. I was just like... Yeah, why have we mentioned Lester every episode? Because we have to be reminded that Sam did a sort of bad thing. Barely. Sam did something fucked up. We know. We remember. It happened like two episodes ago, guys. We were there. (laughs) So I just don't think Adam... I don't think Adam has a lot of faith in, you know, this season. Yeah. And same. Honestly, Adam, me too. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Big same things. Yeah, I um not feeling confident about this season at all. What? I can't is imagine it why. Of, it can't, is it because of how we talk about it? I was about it? to say it can't be me spending <laughs> I mean, years because... being like fuck season 10, it's my least favorite season. I hate it so much. Well, I mean, not even that. All of that notwithstanding, it has just had a bad start. I mean, season nine also had a bad start, but not this bad. Yeah. Not at least like season nine didn't immediately change the subject three episodes in. Yeah. Two episodes in. What episode is this? Four epi- episode four? Yeah. Three episodes into the season, we did not get a immediate like change of scenery. We stuck around to see what all was going on with the guys. Because mm-hmm. if if I go back to season nine, um Season nine, episode four was okay. Never mind. That was the that was the Wizard of Oz episode. Never mind. I take everything back. <laughs> oh no! Oh, not the Wizard of Oz episode. Maybe ep- okay. Maybe episode four. Okay, hang on. Let me go back and look at season eight, episode four, which was bitten. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Why is episode four always the one where we go off the rails? They can only, their attention span only lasts for three episodes, Travis. We get three episodes to deal with setting up the season plot, and then we have to go do some Monster of the Week bullshit. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and then, um. Okay, I take everything that I just said back. Supernatural season openers are always horseshit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. Great. So we went from we went from season seven, episode two, "Hello, Cruel World," to "Girl Next Door," which had nothing to do with anything. Um. That was the Amy episode. Oh wait, no. Unless those were also Leviathan. That's where they truly fucking insulted but then, with their portrayal of Kitsune's was that episode in season seven. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we had Girl Next Door and then immediately followed up by Defending Your Life. 
so you know what i i really really am glad that nowadays the norm is to have like 10 11 13 episode seasons we don't need 23 we don't need God, all this yes we did not need this episode like i'm fine yeah i'm fine with 10 one hour episodes yeah as opposed to 30 billion 45 minute episodes yeah this is ridiculous so can, can we talk about the actual like a plot of the episode so yes this episode we've, we've hit it out already but it brings back kate who turned ended up turning her sister tasha and tasha is the one going around werewolfing people to death and turning other werewolves, and this is a big fucking deal because she is, you know, murdering people, which is not good. Um, but she can't. Dean keeps saying that she can't come back from that, and it's like, dude, you were the last person who gets to say that. You were a demon, like two seconds ago. And in addition to that. You tortured people in hell. You've killed innocent people before. Like, why is it that it's only the Winchesters who get to do, who get to come back from shit like this? Admittedly, Tasha didn't really want to come back. I'm not saying that she could have been saved, but it's just really obnoxious when the show keeps, you know, doing this whole, oh, monsters are the true monsters thing. When we've seen so many examples of monsters who do try to be better. And this mm. very episode had Kate, who also is trying to be a good person. I'm not saying it's right yeah. to kill anyone, obviously, but you have to look at the morality relative to the other characters in the show. If Cass can come back from his light genocide, then I think that Tasha, who's killed like three people, you know, gets to be able to come back from that. Yeah. I just don't, you know... Also, when Kate pulled out the silver knife, because Sam and Dean are, you know, they figure out Tasha's the one who's doing the murders, and Kate ends up saving them, and then Kate and the Winchesters kind of team up after Dean lies to her. Um, mm-hmm. So, then this was actually something that confused me, but I'll get to the confusing thing in a second. And they're in this diner. I think I was confused about the same okay, thing. Joe. But yeah, so we'll, we'll they're get in to this that. diner and Kate is like, don't worry. If I ever go bad, I've got a silver knife. And I was like, ooh, girl, Chekhov is loading his gun. <laughs> you- Chekhov has that anti-mat rifle with an explosive yeah, 50 round. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, buddy, if you want your sister to survive to the end of the episode, you put that knife away. Okay. You put that somewhere safe, because it's not going to work out for you. And guess what? It doesn't. Kate ends up murdering her own sister, um, and the episode ends with her, like, fucking off. And then she's never in the show again. I'm, like, 95% sure she doesn't show back up. I'm fairly certain that she does not come back if we're going to do that. Yeah. I'm so glad they brought back her character for this, you know? Yeah, it was totally worth yep, it. This it was... was her only other appearance. Yep. Okay. I just... Kate, 
again, Bitten was not like a great episode. I don't think anyone was like, holy shit, you know who I want to see again? That side character from one episode. You know, Bitten. The most iconic episode of all time. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just why I feel like we keep shittily using side characters for shit. Yeah. Hey guys. When please use please use your resources better. When was the last time like we've brought somebody back and it felt good mm. in the show? Because mm. even but... Garth's last appearance sucked. I was gonna say, what was the appearance before Garth's last appearance? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the uh, the drunken ghost, Japanese ghost. I think that was the last Garth appearance before he turned into a werewolf. I think so. Oh. say charlie oh. i mean yeah the last episode yeah. she did was that weird wizard of oz one but i mm. can't hate that episode simply because it is so stupid <laughs> i hey last week i i went on a you know very long rant about Yu-Gi-Oh. so one thing should be fucking clear which is that sometimes i don't need something to be good sometimes i just need it to be fucking crazy yeah, and that's see? how I feel about like <laughs> half of the episodes that Felicia Day shows up in. Yeah, sometimes I just need it to be. Hey, have you ever wanted to go hog wild? That's how I feel about like supernatural. Sometimes I don't need it to be good. I just need it to be fucking insane. Um, that's a mood. Incidentally, that is what Tasha said to her sister to try to convince her. To, you know, become a dark, evil werewolf. And then Kate killed her, so. Yay. Yeah. Oh, but here's the thing that confused me. So, Dean lies to Kate and is like, hey, we have a cure for werewolves. You know, hearkening back to this cure for vampires. But they don't have a cure for werewolves. They don't know how to cure werewolves. And if they did have a cure and it's anything like the vampire cure, then... You know, there's there's a window before they can cure Tra- Tasha. And yeah, it's too yeah. Late. It's like as long as they as long as they don't eat their first human heart, they might they might be okay. Right. But yeah, way too yeah, late. way too yeah. late, way too late for that. And then Sam is like, "Hey, we probably shouldn't lie to our ally in this, and also give this poor girl who asked for none of this false hope." And. Dean goes, oh, well, do you want to nuance this? Very weird line reading. And then it never gets brought up again, and they just go with the lie, and Kate gets betrayed by Sam and Dean, and then ends up having to kill Tasha. So what was Sam's plan? Like, they never did anything with that. I don't know. And I don't know why they just dropped it. Yeah, see, here's what... Like, was Dean's argument... Here's what I was confused about. When Dean started bringing up this cure, until until the exact moment when Sam was like, Dean, you know there's no cure. I was like, is Sam on board for this lie? Like, what is going on there? 
I, I just got I got very confused about Sam's motives in that scene. I don't know. Season season you know? one, Sam would have flicked Dean off, told Kate the truth, and then like oh, yeah. gotten on a rocket ship and flown to Mars. Definitely. Season two through three, Sam would have done that too. May, uh, yeah. Maybe end of three, Sam wouldn't yeah. have. But definitely seasons one and two, yeah. Sam. Absolutely. But we don't have seasons one and two, Sam. We have season 10, Sam. Oh, poor season God, 10, Sam. I'm so upset with season 10, Sam. Not even a main character He's anymore. Barely a side character. I think he just shows up for their hair quota. <laughs> Calls it yeah. Yeah. Andrew Dabbs run cannot come soon enough. Okay, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was possessed by future Ari. It's okay. <laughs> We're gonna get through this. <laughs> We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. Who's running the show right Jeremy now? Jeremy Carver. Jeremy Carver. Yeah. Oh, and- if last guy. week's reviews were anything to say, uh, it is not going well because. Remember, there were quite a few reviews that were like, fuck this episode. And then there was a review that was like, guys, we're not getting Eric Kripke back. Just accept Carver because he's definitely (laughs) got a plan to make everything good. Season 10 is going to be great, guys. I can feel it. And then they never reviewed Supernatural. No, I'm sure they have more reviews. But (laughs) Um, yeah, that was one of their reviews. And uh yeah, I don't think it's going well. I don't, um, I wish I remembered 2014 Supernatural Tumblr, but I was way too into anime and not enough into Supernatural to remember it. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, I'm I'm coming back into an anime phase right now, and I would much rather be watching anime. Oh, me too. <laughs> hey, bud, same. I just saved a lot of anime into my um, Netflix Although you know what I'm kind of craving, yeah. you... you know what I'm kind of craving to to What's watch. That? Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, no, it's another show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's actually uh, Supernatural seasons one through five. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit! I don't know. Yo, I don't know why I'm finish... thinking about Supernatural right now, but I think I might. <laughs> I think I might give it a rewatch. <laughs> When uh when we finish the end of Supernatural season fifteen episode thirty million or whatever it is, yeah. can we do a Futurama and go back to episode one? <laughs> I would not. I would not mind it because I feel like the end. We'll just start the cycle all over again, baby. Yeah. We were you know, right in those the- early seasons. Hey, ass, but will never end. I've, I've been trying to remember this podcast that a friend of mine told me about years ago where this guy rewatches the same movie over and over and over again. And that's the podcast. Oh, what if we just did that with Supernatural? I, I don't know if... Oh, no. I don't know if this is that specific podcast, but there is one that the McElroy brothers do called Till Death Do Us Blart. And, and every Thanksgiving, they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. All right. Oh no! Th- and that's the show. The episodes only come out once a year. Oh no! This dude was like rewatching, like let's say Groundhog Day or something. Appropriate. And- the oh, appropriate. okay. Yeah, 
And like it would, it's just him rewatching the movie over and over and over again. And like he'll that have sounds fascinating. He has like guests on and shit, and I I don't like. It's about him like kind of going insane while watching the same thing over and over again. But if we did that for Supernatural, I'd be down. Fuck it. All just right. a constant loop. Let's. I want to talk real quick about Tasha's actress because I'm looking at her IMDb right now, and she's actually got quite a bit of um, like interesting stuff on her IMDb. So, first of all, she's in the reboot of Johnny Test. I thought that show was so loathed that we were never, like, ever going to get a reboot. But here we are. Um, She's also in the Polly Pocket television series as Polly Pocket. Oh. Um, She was also in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, as Maine Allgood. That's just like a little one-off part. She was Mm, in the Charmed television show, but like the new one. No. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see. Her name's Emily Tennant, by the way. She's in Dirk Gently's yeah. Holistic Detective Agency as the Beast. Oh. She's in Riverdale. <laughs> um. She was previously in um the episode Fallen Idols. Yes, she played Paris as Hilton a Paris Hilton fan. Yeah. I wonder if she dies. But yeah, she's another supernatural Maybe. actor who like showed up in an, a much earlier episode. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I thought she was amazing as Tasha, because Tasha barely did anything except you know mug evilly, which I didn't hate. I thought she did yeah. a fine job, but also her voice was so sultry. I don't know what it is about getting turned into a supernatural monster that makes women in this universe be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I have something everyone. I want to say about that. What? All of her lines felt like they were ADR'd. Oh, really? I thought all of her lines. Yeah, like at least that's how it. That's how it felt to me. Like watching her speak and listening to the voice that was coming out of her mouth, it really felt like they just like botched the audio on her or something, and they had to ADR her in. Because uh, it was just like, there was just something unsettling sounding about it. Yeah. And maybe that's just how she sounds. I don't know. Maybe. I think she did every line after running like a mile. And that's why she sounded like that. <laughs> hey, sister. Sorry, I just got done with my cardio. Uh, join me and the dark side will... Re- okay. Hey, do you guys want to play a game of... Is this audio from Supernatural, or is this dialogue from Supernatural, or is it from a porno? Are you ready? Hell yeah. This flea oh bag oh looks boy. like she ain't done chowing down on Sons of Anarchy just yet. Guess she likes bad boys. We'll wait till she porno. gets a load of us. Definitely porno. That's Supernatural. It is Supernatural. It's from this episode. God damn it. <laughs> uh... I was like, as you were saying it, I was like, this is so dumb that only Supernatural can have. It's because too bad the thing for about porn. porn. Yeah, see, the thing about porn dialogue is that it's like almost. It's bad to a point where it's like self aware of how bad it is. Yeah. Like, f- for examples, um, 
right in front of my salad? Yes. (laughs) And also, this isn't a beach, it's a bathtub. (laughs) Also, the greatest, one of the greatest porn lines of all time is, uh, I'm so happy I'm out here with my lemon tree. I hope no lemon-stealing whores show up. (laughs) cut to several busty women in bathing suits putting lemons down their bathing suits as they are wont to do okay so i just went to a reddit and it's uh what's the best porn dialogue you've ever seen here's one uh watch how easily the knife chops through the carrots i don't know is there something bigger and harder you can show me this titanium rod Excuse me? Um And then the and then the guy gets his dick chopped off. It's a snuff film. <laughs> Here's another one. This is also from the lemon tree porn. You know, I think it has been ten seconds since we looked at our lemon tree. <laughs> Yo, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The self-aware bad dialogue. Mother approaches daughter's bedroom door. Mom, what are you doing in there? Sister's fucking brother. Nothing, Mom. Just masturbating. Oh, well, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah, all right. So, uh... (laughs) All right, here's a line of dialogue from Supernatural. I was going to give you a second chance. You wouldn't have been normal, but we would have had each other. We still can, but I'm not going to spend my life on the run from people like Mary-Kate and Ashley out there. You see how there is a difference between how in porn, that is how real people speak? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's porn, Travis. I'm pretty sure you just opened up a incest sister porn and we're reading it. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. Um, How about this line? Are you ready? I am yeah. the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. Porn or supernatural? Absolutely. Porn. Absolutely oh, yeah. Porn. It is yeah. porn. 100%. That, li- that line's too good to be in supernatural. <laughs> Stretch the definition of porn and you got it. You got it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else we want to talk about this episode? Um, I've already mentioned how I fell asleep and I had to rewatch half yeah. of it. I think we got all the major. I mean, part beats. of it was, yeah. <laughs> I want to get part of the falling asleep thing was I was very sleepy. So to be fair, to be fair, I was very sleepy. Yeah, I yeah. really, 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 really want to get to the character that they teased last episode. Yeah, holy shit. You know what? I would love to do that as well. But I already know that it's not going to happen next episode. I don't think so. I have to wait at least two more. I don't don't think that, yeah, I don't think she's going to show up next episode. When does she show up? I'm going to go ahead and look. I just need to know for my Holy shit. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to, I don't think she's going to show up for at least three episodes. Hold hey, on. no looking ahead. Yeah, you you stop. Sorry. I... Yeah. <laughs> That's for me only. And me, sometimes. I don't look at the plot lines. I just look at the little one-sentence synopsises. I love her so much. I, I just, look, I love her, okay? Mm. And I want her to be happy. 
If you follow her on uh, Twitter, she is. Yes. And Instagram. Oh, no. What episode? Oh, no. She shows up in three episodes. All right. You want to read some reviews? In three episodes? Yeah. So she doesn't show up till episode seven. Yes. Correct. God. That's too many episodes. All right. Let's hear some reviews. Okay. There's so many reviews that I'm just like, I don't know where to start. There's not so many, but there's a lot of like interesting sounding reviews. Okay. A filler episode. An honest review from a longtime fan. I love Supernatural. Supernatural overall is 10-10 for sure, but this episode doesn't deserve anything more than a pass. And this comes from someone who's been with the show from the beginning. I get... Ben, did you write this? I get that... Yes. I get that fillers sometimes happen in a show that runs for 10 years, especially one with almost 200 episodes. This was clearly a filler episode, no matter what you say. You have to be delusional to give this episode a 10 out of 10. I mean, come on. With all the great shows that are on TV right now, example, The Walking Dead, how can you even consider giving this filler episode where nothing happens a 10? This episode doesn't even come close to being anywhere near as exciting as some of the great shows on TV. Don't get me wrong, the episode wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good either. The only important scenes are the conversations with Sam and Dean, which take up less than 10 minutes of screen time altogether. The problem is the choice of plot. I mean, does anyone really care about that werewolf chick who happens to be a character from one of the worst episodes of the show's history? Yeah, that crappy one filmed with shaky hands and a handheld camera? I know I don't. I mean, seriously, why don't they revisit interesting characters like that one Antichrist kid from season 5? Yes, why don't they do that? Why don't they do that? Ben, why they're, don't they do they're that? They're scared. They're cowards. I think you're right. They're cowards. Right. They know. They know that they can never do good omens. You're right. They never. Yeah. Never in a million years. Okay. Uh, okay. Why don't they uh, revisit interesting characters like that one Antichrist kid from season five who once turned Castiel into a doll? Whatever happened to that kid? Gee, wouldn't it be cool to make a follow-up episode episode about him? What about Kane, the men of letters? Yeah, anything but some random werewolf chick, even if her story is supposed to parallel Sam and Dean's. One more thing. Since when did Supernatural become a soap opera? Is this Supernatural or the days of our lives? I can't quite put my finger on it, but I've been having this feeling for a while now that I can't quite shake, telling me that the show has lately been focusing too much on awkward emotions and feelings between Sam and Dean. It's... Hold on, this is all in caps. It seems as if every single episode I watch lately is only about catty emotions and petty arguments. And I don't want that. That's not what made Supernatural great in the past and will not make it better in the future. When I watch an episode, I want to feel fear. I want to feel excitement. I want an adrenaline rush. I want to be shocked. I want to be mesmerized. I want it to stick with me and to feel like I'm in that world. I just don't get any of that from episode four. Although the last three episodes were much better, I have to be honest and say that season 10 so far hasn't lived up to the expectations and has generally been, on the whole, very anticlimactic. Awesome show. Not so good episode. I hope this season gets better. Five out of ten. I agree with this review. I don't agree with what they said about The Walking Dead, but I agree with everything else. Yeah. Do you want to hear 
the lowest rated review and then we'll do a high one. That wasn't the lowest rated review? Nope. God damn, hell also, yeah. Also, I don't think a single one of these... Re- oh, there's one 10 out of 10 review. Alright, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Supernatural is my favorite show of all time and season 10 sucks. I own every episode of Supernatural on my ATV and have watched them all many, many times. I consider myself a true fan. My mom and I watch the show together every week, and it has been such a treat to share with her. Jeremy Carver breathed new life into Supernatural when he took over season 8, but he is now sucking the life out of the show with season 10. Paper Moon was horrible, boring, poorly cast, predictable, contrived, and just plain irritating. I was insulted as a loyal fan that such crap was given to us uh, in what should be a stellar season. I can say that Demon Dean and Crowley are all that way... Are all that are interesting in this season, and they go and cure Dean in an anticlimactic way in three episodes, which is so sloppy it was maddening. We all know he's not cured, but did you have to do the blood purification ritual so wrong that any idiot knew it didn't really work? Cole is a total bore. I get the character and how he is kind of Dean, who is fighting a demon who killed his father, and that kind of makes sense, but at times I could not even understand what Cole was saying. Now let's talk about Castiel and Hannah. Boring, boring, boring! That was all in caps. I am so sick of the lame (laughs) angel story, but I do love Castiel. (laughs) Cass's name was in caps. I just hate the way the writers have been treating him since season seven. The ratings for Paper Moon were 1.93 mm viewers, million viewers the last time I checked, and that is not a good sign. Supernatural grew its viewership over the past two seasons and was one of the few shows that increased the amount it charged for advertising, but if they keep giving us the low-quality season uh, 10 has produced so far, that won't last. Writers quit being so freaking lazy and predictable. Take some notes from the writing on Sleepy Hollow and the special effects from Constantine, who has far scarier demons. Supernatural has almost made demons cartoon characters and hell is like an amusement park the mythology is dying and i blame jeremy carver hell is supposed to be scary as hell that's a sentence and it's just not anymore the demons are all ridiculous i love this show and want it to go on and on and on i'm sure many people will tell me to stop watching instead of being so critical but i am so critical because i love the show so much Ben Edlin, if you're reading this, please come back and rescue this franchise. Note to Jeremy Carver, try a lot harder and maybe get rid of some of the crappy writers and bring in some fresh energy. One out of ten. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear the highest rated review? uh, Yeah. Big. Just big. Yeah. Give me a ten out of ten. Let's see how shitty this is. The one ten out of ten. And it was written in oh, 2020. Damn. So who, the person what? who wrote this review binged like 100%. All right. One of the better werewolf episodes. I'm a big fan of the prior seasons, Bitten, and I'm glad the show brought Kate back. This episode is the first really separate side story in the season, given that it is mostly about Kate's choices. In fact, strictly speaking, she is the protagonist in this story. While there is some parallelism to the Winchester sibling fights, it is mostly an anthology episode that I wish the later years did more of. Season 1 to 3 managed a lot of these uh, types. They have gotten rarer as the show has gone on. Kate is a great character, and there is touching pathos to the final couple of story beats here. Add in that the brothers finally try to lie 
to each other all the time to create drama, and this is a refreshing change of pace. 10 out of 10. I don't... Buddy, I respectfully disagree. Yeah. I do not think I felt a single emotion. Yeah. 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 I felt a lot of eh and meh and fucking why. Yeah. Yeah. Also, to go back to the first review, has there been a mesmerizing episode of Supernatural? Mm, Yes. Hmm. Like the one where Dane goes to hell? (laughs) (laughs) I was actually thinking about um, the end. Not the end of Supernatural. The episode, The End, from season five. Where Dean goes to the future. That one's good. Yeah, that's a good episode. Mesmerizing a stretch, but... Eh. Um, I'd say song, Swan Song is really good. Hmm. What are we defining as mesmerizing? Like, keeps our attention? Like, like it sticks with you. Like, it is, like, one of the best episodes of television yeah. ever. Well, if we're going by first definition only, it sticks with you. I'm gonna go with Bugs. And also the supernatural finale. <laughs> uh, that will that episode will not let me have peace. If we're going by, <sighs> it's mesmerizing, and I think it's really good. There's actually a season twelve episode that I really love, and I think has the best cold opening in the show. And that's not the best cold opening of later seasons. That is the best cold opening in the show. It's got kind of a long name. So I'm going to look it up real quick, but I, I legitimately think it's a good episode. Hmm. Yeah, celebrating the life of Asa Fox. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right, any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities, unrealities? Um, I'm just excited to trudge further into the void. Yeah, at this point, it's too late to turn back. The only way out is forward. Yeah, the only way out is through. I never thought I would say this, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to season 11. (laughs) <laughs> I never thought I'd say this. Travis, the next episode is called Fan Fiction. What's it about? <sighs> the next episode, Fan Fiction, mm. is one that I have been anticipating since the very beginning. Oh. And all I have to say is fuck both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck both of you for making me watch the musical episode of Supernatural. Man. The fact that this is the episode you think is going to be like the worst of the season shows 
that you still oh no we've already we've i i know the bar is on the ground and we've already hit that bar Mm. let's get the shovels Yeah, let's get the fucking like auger the out. Fact, the goddamn bag of two eighty eight. I stand by the fact that this is the episode you've been dreading. You fool! You 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 absolute fool! I'm not. I'm not saying I'm dreading it. I'm just saying its reputation precedes it. Honestly, I've not. I've never heard a good thing about this episode. I wouldn't say I've never heard a bad thing about this episode, though. Yeah, I mean, all right, I'll give you that. It's a love letter to the fans. That I do know. See, that I'm not too crazy about. Buddy, you're one of those now. Oh, God. Yeah, but we've seen how Supernatural handles its letters to the fans. And yeah, that was like 10 years ago. (laughs) In in the history of the show. However, still not looking forward. Let's Travis going to give you some I don't know. I was going to say like words of wisdom or something. Uh I you yeah, you can give me words. I'll give you words. Uh You've already seen worse episodes of Supernatural. Oh, I'm sure I have. Yeah. I'm I mean, we literally just watched this episode. Yeah. So maybe that maybe fan fiction will be better in relation to all the bullshit that we have just witnessed. If we recorded tomorrow, I think you would like the episode just because oh, of how probably. bad today's was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I would actually be awake for it. Hey. <laughs> well, Travis, I don't know if any of that's going to happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass But. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our socials at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, ask about a supernatural podcast on Facebook. Uh, we also have a Patreon where for three dollars a month you can get access to the other show we do, Let's Jackass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. I I think at this point we got a Riverdale episode coming in our future, don't you think? Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. 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 So maybe that might be soon. Who knows? Um, thank you so much. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.